How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. The driver's seat. The driver's seat. It's McLaren and Ricardo that win the Italian Grand Prix. Start the celebrations for McLaren. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Tell you what, Matty, we're really, really going to have to change that uh, that uh, Daddy Ricardo McLaren thing soon, aren't we? <laughs> we we kind of are. Um, do we press on with it? Do you reckon, Nimsy, yeah, for we'll... the rest of the year, or uh, uh, or yeah, are we'll... we going to are we are we going to um, I don't know somehow change? it? just didn't he have a shocker. We'll over the weekend did Danny Ricardo. We'll we'll keep it in there for the tenure of his McLaren contract. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, welcome to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. Just myself and Maddie because Stephen Johnson will check in with him later. I think I think he's currently uh, unpacking a transporter at Sandown somewhere. Is he unpacking or is he still driving? It's BJ and the Bear. Look, Remember BJ and the Bear? No. Uh, oh, no, you're probably <laughs> too, uh, well, too young for that's that. That's a, that's a bit before my vintage. But uh, someone else <laughs> who is going to be heading to um, Sandown this weekend is, of course, our feature interview. And as always, we can't get to our feature interview without an intro for him. This Sunday here at Hidden Valley. Yes, he is, of course, one of our favourites here on the driver's seat, and he's becoming a budding media superstar as well. So uh, I'd be watching our backs if I were you, uh, Matty. But please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Michael Caruso. (laughs) Boys, um, after hearing that intro, I've just broken out the glow sticks after hearing Sandstorm roll out um, to my name. I mean... I've just Did ripped the shirt off and uh, <laughs> I've just gone berserk. And the, in, in lycra, are you still are you sporting your lycra hot pants with the with the fluoro stick and the you know all that kind mate, of stuff? Mate, I've got the the, uh, the DTs on, mate. I'm just yeah, uh, yeah no, sandstorm. I have not heard that in many moons. Great stuff, boys. Great. How good is it? Hey, Cruz, you're back in the in the chair this weekend. It must feel like. Forever, I, I, it does for me with the TCR stuff and the Trans Am. I think Queensland Raceway was the last one. But uh, back in your home territory on home ground at Sandown. Um, adopted I home territory. I can't wait. Well, it, well, adopted, yeah, because he was he's, you lived in Melbourne for a million years. You're now living in Sydney. But Sandown must feel like home territory for you because, you know, you raced there for so many years. Oh, I'm so pumped to get down there. And um, as you said, boys, I was there for a while. So I'm, I'm, I've got a list of restaurants that I want to go revisit <laughs> that I haven't been to in so long. You know how good Melbourne food is. So, yeah. <laughs> look, love the track. And you guys would know as well as me that um, Sandown's not going to be around for, you know, I mean, we'd love it to be around forever, but we know it's probably going to go 
in the near future. So any laps around that track, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy every single one of them. Um, have you done laps? When was the last time you did laps around Sandown in a TCR car? Have they been there before? I pardon my memory. Laps. Yeah, they, t- TC, they 2019 they did. 2019 yeah. they did. How did you fare then? Yeah. Did you enjoy it in that car? I actually didn't race in 2019, but I did um, shake down my car at the beginning of last year there. Right. Um, so I've done about 10 laps um, shaking down there. So, yeah, look, that was a long, long time ago. But, um, no, look, it's, it's a great track. I mean, it's going to be – well, I reckon the racing will be good there because just the nature of the circuit um, creates racing and, and what we've seen this year so far with all the, the different makes and shapes that um, you know, effectively everyone has a sort of a little area where their car handles better, and, and this track sort of makes up for that. You know, you got straights, high speed corner over the top there that everybody loves, and then uh, obviously the stop and go stuff. So it, it should be a good weekend, mate. I, I want to just, I want to have a discussion. Uh, it's probably not a nice thing to talk about, but I want to talk about. The Alfa Romeo. Now, Geordie Cox and I are pretty good mates. And he said to me, he said to me, and he's now switched across to the Peugeot. And he said to me at the end of his time with the Alfa Romeo, he said, Matty, uh, I love the little car. When it's on song, it is a dead set rocket. But most of the time, it feels like it's trying to kill me every weekend. <laughs> Queensland Raceway, you were looking great. I was looking on song. You were loving life. Then it blew itself to smithereens again. Are we likely to see you in an Alfa Romeo again next year? I get the Italian flavour, the whole thing, but, mate, surely oh, she's got to be annoying you by now. It's The stigma's just sticking, isn't it, to the poor yeah. Alfa Romeo? The name just... Um, <laughs> it has a, has a history of doing this in uh, <laughs> not just roadies, but obviously not the <laughs> race track. So. Not racies, it's uh, roadies as well. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky they're not paying me because I'm dead dead burying them. But, you know, <laughs> what do you expect when you leave with three laps to go? Um, anyway, yeah, look, it's it's been happening all year, unfortunately. And, um, you know, it's it, I, I sort of feel sorry for, for our team and sponsors because, you know, Ash does such a good job putting the car together. And, you know, the things that have just collapsed have been out of literally no fault of the team. You know, just things failing because it, they just give up. Like, it's just <laughs> such a strange thing, strange unit. But, um, no, look, uh, it, it's as for next year, I, I, yeah, no idea. No idea what what, um, what I could be driving, what I'd, what I'd like to be driving. But, um, you know, I, I'd obviously, yeah, the car's a 2016 build, so... Um, and obviously when they, you know, do all the mulligation and what have you, as we know, just natural progression. Um, we've seen that the 2022 Audi um, roll out. You know, Jay's car's been lightning quick. Um, and, you know, the cars just get better and better and better. So the reality is you want to be in a car that's relatively new and been recently mulligated. So, uh, yeah, that, that's that's sort of, if you, if you want to have a crack at the championship, that's for sure. It kind of makes you at least I don't know it makes you relax a little bit more but because it is so unpredictable like you know and there is that much variation between track to track mark to mark that you kind of go in I don't know prepared but also at the same time like well let's just see what happens and just have a good old crack well I, I mean when I when I was in the lead um at you know at QR I'd I, 
I, I wonder how many people are like, oh, how long is this going to last for? <laughs> but, um, you know, it, I honestly didn't expect it because it was literally, it was, there was not a hint of it from, from my point of view in the car. I heard there was a bit of smoke coming out of the back a few laps earlier, yeah, but I couldn't yeah. see that. I was just cruising along, um, just trying to manage the gap with, with Will. And then um, about a lap before, I, I felt the engine just get a bit slower. And I was like, oh, that's that's a bit weird. Is that like fuel surge or something like that? And, um, <laughs> and I jumped on the radio and they said, oh, just try to look after it. And I'm like, how do you look after a race car? At 10, yeah. you know, like if you can't do anything other than, you know, shift at the lights and, um, you know, that like it's, it's not like the old days when you could just, you know, shift a bit earlier and what have you, and, you know, with the turbo and what have you, you've got to, you've got to just drive it like you stole it sort of thing. So anyway, <laughs> um, good, for, good news is we, um, we're good to go for this weekend and, um, you know, I've got nothing to lose. So that, that really helps. Um, you know, going into these last two events, we want to go out guns a blazing, and um, everyone else around me have got something to look, you know, try to fight for. So they <laughs> hopefully don't get in my way because they, you know, that they might not have a good time with that. <laughs> hey, Nimsy, I know you're you're not a race driver, and arguably I'm not either. But I tell you what, when you're sitting in the race car, as Caruso <laughs> just said, the only person that could tell you to drive you know, to look after a car or take it easy or roll back like is an engineer that's never driven a race car. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is nothing more frustrating. Am I right, Chris, when they come through and say, oh, just, uh, you know, particularly with a turbo car, when you've got to have the thing up on song to go and you're leading, yeah. oh, they just, you know, just roll out of it and take it easy. You go, mate, what do you mean? You can't, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm leading I mean, here. <laughs> yeah, turbo's difficult, especially a little 1.8 litre. Mm. Like, it, it, it's only got like a rev range of about, 2000 rpm where it actually works anything after that is it's like a shopping trolley you know it doesn't it just doesn't go anywhere so um you yeah you, i mean it's sort of like the old sierras back in the good old days they had i, I believe they had like 105 horsepower without the turbo yep. on it and then you put yep. the <laughs> when dj <laughs> put the, the turbo on, on the side of the thing it's got like 650 <laughs> horsepower or something ridiculous it's just <laughs> so yeah it's um you know that's just what they do for the you know for the car so difficult um but something that i, I won't i'm not going to even worry about thinking about on the weekend but just um you know cross your cross your fingers toes eyes everything if i get into the lead <laughs> well well Chris, this is going to be a big couple of weeks for you because first off you got sand down this weekend and then in a hop skip and a jump we'll be at mount panorama again and like that's going to be absolutely mega because this is probably I guess the first proper Bathurst in the last couple of years too, mate. How you, how have you been prepping for that? Because there haven't been that many additional driver sessions. I mean, there was Sandown last time, and I think you jumped in at Winton at the start of the year. Have you had a crack at um, Frosty's Commodore recently? Mate, they, you're spot on. I literally did the test day at the beginning of the year, and I did about, you know, 10 or 12 laps, as you'd normally do in the first part of the year, because, you know, they've got a good program that, to gear up for the year, rightfully so. Um, and then I missed the second one because Scotty had a pretty decent shunt. I think it was at Darwin. So mm-hmm. they didn't have, they only had one car to go testing with. So with the co-drivers didn't go or I didn't go. Um, and, and then, yeah, jumped in and did what, eight or 10 laps at Sandown. So very similar prep, um, build up that I've had for the past few years with COVID and everything <laughs> to Bathurst. But, um, look, it, it is what it is. Uh, I mean, clearly, you know, I've, I've, 
done it a few times before. So the team um, and, you know, myself included, you know, I, I know what's required and, and what needs to be done. Um, and, and as you said, you know, when you get to the mountain, you know, things things are a bit different this year. It's going to be great to see the crowd, you know, but we're expecting a huge one. I mean, there's, from what I understand, the camping sites have been sold out for a while. Mm. Tickets are selling pretty hot. Um, and, you know, it, it looks like it's going to be a, a, a big event this year. And, and I know Frosty's pretty motivated, as he always is, but um, the car's been getting a bit better, you know, taking the exception Pukakoe. <laughs> but it has, the team's done some really, you know, they've acquired some good guys in the team now. And um, that that's obviously helped the management side. And, and yeah, we we think we're in a better position than we were this time last year, that's for sure. Um uh, um, Nimsy alluded to it in the opener there now, mate, that you, you've been doing some work with the helmet on, but quite a bit of work in the media with the helmet off. Kicked off a new show on Stan Sport panel show. Um, in the pit lane, very in nice. In the pit lane. Uh, you're two episodes down, I think. Two, maybe three. Uh, how are you finding Mate, the... it's just... Well, I nearly couldn't <laughs> take this call because it's just gone live. It's just gone live. Third episode. There you go. There you go. Thanks for making time for us. <laughs> How are you finding that, mate? I mean, it's obviously it's obviously a um, it's not like you've got a, a live audience there. Is it taking you three hours to record a, a fifty minute show like it used to be with us, uh, or are you you finding it pretty easy? I mean, lots of stuff to talk about, and I want to talk to you about willpower and IndyCar as well. But I mean, it's a it's a a nice new thing for you to be working on given that you're not full-time anymore, you, you're doing the TCR thing, you're doing the co-drive thing, but this really keeps you hand in amongst all sports, doesn't it? All motorsports. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I love doing the media side of things. It's always something I've enjoyed my whole career. So I, I don't sort of find it a job as such, you know, and, mm. and it um, it comes easy to talk about something that you love, you know, doing and, and being a part of. So, um you know, working alongside Matty is pretty cool, and Molly. That you know, Matt's you know, absolute professional. Um, so you you're pretty comfortable in his hands because you know he obviously steers the ship um, on a show like that. Let alone you know on the broadcast on the on the race weekends as well. So yeah. it's um, yeah yeah I've been doing it. I've done enough now where um, I know again it's similar to the the supercar. You know, go driving or going to Bathurst thing. Um, it's no different to picking up the mic now. It's it's pretty pretty easy, pretty straightforward. Um, and and yeah, look, you know, when someone like Stan or anybody kicks off a new motorsport show, show or like yourselves, what you're doing and they're talking and promoting about motorsport, um, it's great that so many people back it and support it because that um, that sort of passion that we have the sport um you know flows through some some veins out there amongst the public which is good to uh to have that support behind it it's good you've got a cracking team too i mean matty white you don't need to talk about his credentials i mean we all know it he's an absolute superstar and getting you and molly on board to actually sort of have that the race of pedigree behind it and i like that you guys don't take it too seriously as well it is what i think media sort of evolved a bit where ex guys or guys that used to be uh, full time in the sport, uh, we're all stiff and like, oh, yes, we've got to do this, we've got to do that. And you just realise, like, this is what fans want to see. And the fact that it's also on stand, you could watch it whenever. You don't have to be like, oh no, it's eight o'clock, got to go do it now. So you can mix and match. It's it's yeah. What what we yeah. like to say, and it also helps that you've got some cracking, um, you've got cracking categories to cover as well. 
things are going absolutely bunto on rally. TCR's kicking off, and just IndyCar, as Maddie said, uh, has just mm. been probably I reckon the best category, including Formula One and everything, uh, in twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's um, there's some good motor racing out there at the moment. As I said, IndyCar was awesome. I mean, how good was it to see Will um, to come away with the win? I mean, he's he's just so underrated. You just don't hear much about him, and um, what he's achieved is is phenomenal. You know, his first win what was it in 2014, and mm-hmm. now um, many years after, gets it done again at 40. What is he? 41, 40 years old. Jeez, yeah, and yeah, more polls than Mario this shows, and um, Yeah, we're seeing it. I know. I mean, it's, it's yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal. So great to see him. We actually chatted to Scotty on on tonight's show. Um, caught up with him. He's obviously done a great job over there as well. So uh, plenty of stuff going on. But my absolute favourite, and, and I can't talk about it enough, is Trans Am. And I, I'm not saying it because. <laughs> it's on the stand platform or any of that. I just love it. Every single time I've, the race is on, uh, I'm spewing when they put TCR back to back with it because I'm like, no, I want to be able to watch it. Like it's there's just action all the time. Every it, And it doesn't matter if you're looking between first and fifth or 10th and 15th. It's literally all the way through the field. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just guns are blazing. I love it. Oh, Robbo, I tell you, uh, now, now I'm, I'm in Melbourne and I've got the video link to the Gold Coast where Maddie is. And the minute you said Trans Am, he was like, you know, you know, like if you've got a puppy or anything that when it's, a, when you shake the, or you get the leash, he's like, oh, 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 because we have been saying that for so long. And, wow. and, you know, aside from, aside from maybe Nathan Hearn, who was on the show and maybe got himself in a bit of trouble, uh, a lot of people <laughs> have been sharing what we've been thinking too. Yeah, it's it's impressive. I, I'd like to see them do a, a two-driver race just so I can get the call up to go to it, to be <laughs> honest. But, um, yeah, it, it is. It's been impressive to watch, and uh, you know, clearly uh, it's got a good following. And, uh, you know, I, the thing I love about it the most, to be honest, not just the racing side, you go walk around pit lane and uh, it's families. It's back to what what motor racing was when I used to walk around the back of the pits when I was a young kid. Yeah. It's, you know, mum and dad have got the car there and someone's out the back making sandwiches and, you know, old mm-hmm. mate, his best mates, you know, jacking the car up, helping him out. And it, it's what we all grew up, you know, enjoying. And it's raw racing. That That's, to me, is, you know, what makes it even more special. So... Uh, given that we're still rebuilding my Trans Am after Bathurst last year, and I'll probably be doing TO2 <laughs> next year, <laughs> not Trans Am. Uh, mate, if they do a two-driver race and you can get yourself a hell of a seat insert, I'm quite happy to put you into my <laughs> Trans Am and uh, come for a skid. Have you driven one yet? Like, the way you're talking now, and I've said it absolutely openly, a TCR is cool, S5000 I'm not a fan of, but... I was at Queensland Raceway when you were racing uh, and I'm absolutely telling you now, not just because, I mean, because I'm not racing Trans Am at the moment because we're rebuilding the car, but um, when Trans Am comes on, it brought people to the fence. The I, I don't understand why ARG is continuing to push TCR as their hero brand because I genuinely think that Trans Am, rear-wheel drive, V8, big moving things, I think that is the hero category of 
what ARG has at the moment. And the way you're talking there, I reckon if you went back to your partners in Auto Glim and all of that kind of stuff, that you could get them onto a Trans Am real quick. Because when you've got 30 of the things, we've got 90 of them in the country now, and you've got 32 of them or something racing in, uh, in the ARG platform, mate, that's where you want to be. That's where Michael Caruso needs to be, not in TCR. My humble opinion, and you can have a crack in my car when it's fixed, if you'd like. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Mate, what a sell. Jeez, have you got yep. chairs? Have you, it, it's a lot the supercar setup where all, all the team owners have got a chair <laughs> in the uh, Well, I do, I do own my car. Don't you reckon, though, like t- tra- Trans Am is... I reckon it's the go. I just reckon it's the um, bang for buck. You know, again, you talk about the people at the back in the in the pits and cooking sausages and your mates doing it. You don't need a weapon team to be doing this. You can you can do this at home. Um, so I'd I'd love to see it get more notoriety on the ARG platform because you're right. I, you you should be driving one. I think a few of the XV8 guys should be driving them. Yeah, look, it is. It's a strong category, and and you know. In terms of what the better category is, or how they how they roll, I mean, I think there's lots going on in the background at the moment with um, the whole series, and you know, people trying to buy it or sell it, and all that type of stuff. And I don't really get involved in the politics of it all. I just, mm. you know, for me, it's it's great that we've got two series, in my opinion. I think um, supercars and and what they do, you know, as a sport, it's great that we've got that and the categories that follow that around. And it's also good to have the speed series as well because having mm. split weekends for motorsport fans, I think it's important. I don't think we need to have everything jam-packed on one weekend throughout the whole year. I, I sort of like to see it continued be split. Oh. Different right. circuits, opportunities. It, it, thought, it thought we lost you there. Sorry, of, Bruce, you dropped out for a second. <laughs> Oh, sorry, mate. My, no, someone's right. tapping the phone. Right. Who's that? <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I don't disagree with you, Matt. I, I think, um, I mean, it was it was always evident the moment that Super Cheap Auto was put on as the major sponsor of TCR and, of course, Repco, the major sponsor of the supercars. Never the twain shall meet uh, with those two <laughs> with those two anymore after the, I suppose, we had the the festival. What did you call it last year, Nimsy? Uh, the festival at the motorsport at uh, yeah, at Bathurst at last year. <laughs> Pretty sure we're not going to see that again. But you know, I think the ARG category's got some good stuff. I just like to, I'd like them to recognise the fact that, to be quite frank, as I say, I reckon uh, Trans Am is their hero brand. But you know, we'll we'll have to wait and see. But we're all going to be watching you this weekend, mate. We can't wait to see you back in the car. And and of course, uh, Trans Am's going to be running around. What's the weather going to do, Nimsy? We got good weather this weekend, boys. Or? Mate, you're asking about something that's happening on Friday, and it's Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> well, if it, it could rain, it could not rain. All I know is I'll be there at a signing session, uh, ex- hoping that Caruso will sign my Norton Hornets hat. Oh, <laughs> the Hornets! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nimsy Caruso. Nimsy has become. He used to he used to do like lawn bowls and and uh, shuffleboard and all that sort of stuff. Now he's come onto the motorsport program. He has become the the Greg Rust of Sri Lankan motorsport. And if you look at when he'll be if you looked on camera right now, he's probably in there with some uh, race team motorsport shirt on. Uh, he's got all the merch. He's a club member of every one of the supercar. Oh. So the fact that he's got a Norton Hornets cap from what would that be? Circa 2015? Something like that? Oh, mate. Please tell me 
please tell me you'd go down to Woolies and you'd you're cruising the aisles, you know, with your HRT 2001 T-shirt on. And, and I love that. I, every time I go to the shops and I see someone rolling that, I'm just like, yep, that's that's, that's enough right that's, there. That's, shirt, that's the shirt Nimsy. looks like it's done about 30 Bathursts anyway. Yep. And, and then, you know... <laughs> Yep, Still plays cool. Dick Johnson Racing on Sega Mega Drive, I think, don't you there, Nimsy? All that? <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, accurate, but uh, but we'll push on. But, um, but look, hey, Caruso, you've been bloody generous with your time, mate, and I look forward to seeing uh, you go around to uh, Sandown this weekend. But uh, I'll let you finish packing so you can actually get to Sandown. But uh, thanks for giving us so much of your time uh, on the driver's seat this weekend. Uh, good luck this weekend. Nah, well done, boys. Love the show. Thanks for the call. And, um, yeah, looking forward to catch up on the weekend. <laughs> just be- just before you go, mate, we've had someone message in saying, uh, seat insert, ha, 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 more like a beanbag. Oh, thanks very much for that. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. My TV, they, they, I look shorter on TV, mate. Yeah. That's, that's the reality. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but you're the right size in the places that count. That's the important Correct. thing. You're um, not short. You're concentrated. <laughs> All right, Caruso, we'll let you go, bro. See you, boy. <laughs> Michael Caruso joining us on the driver's seat. Matty, could you get through He's some of these man. texts? Because they... they, they Wait, yeah. Um, there, Actually, there's you, some you really know what? long ones. You know what? We shall, might have to come back. Shall we take a... We'll take a break. <laughs> what a good egg Seat insert, you cheeky bugger. There, hey? was, there was another good one here, which... I've got to read because it was something along the lines of, uh, just quickly, heard according to a new poll, 91% of people are satisfied with their lives. The other 9% are Alfa Romeo owners. <laughs> oh, God, that's very funny. Aren't you glad you didn't buy one? Tell you what, cheeky, aren't they, tonight? On the old, yeah, that's uh, right, we text. like that. We like that. We like cheek. Keep the cheek coming in. 0433981116 is the number if you'd like to get in touch on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Shall we give uh, one Stephen Johnson a call and see what he's up to, Matty? Is he unpacking or is he still driving? Well, he said, Well, he said, look, it's coming up to about 8.30. I yeah. reckon he's probably eaten, he's, he's probably had his, you know, man shake and... What a quinoa salad that he's, that he's probably on. <laughs> Jenny will be smashing down a Whopper or something like that. I mean, they're truck drivers this weekend. That's true. They've come all the way down from Queensland driving trucks. That's true. Boys. So we'll yeah. uh, we'll take a quick pause for the cause and uh, see if we can catch up with Stephen Johnson on the other side of this. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Great to have your company on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. It's race week, so we're all pumped. We're all fired up because the temper text is going off its chops at the moment. It's off its chops. Absolutely. <laughs> and <laughs> this one was very funny from Michael. Hey, evening boys got a bit heated in supercars. Uh, I think it's good when drivers show a bit of passion as long as it's not over the top uh, where someone gets punched. So it's an interesting thing. We'll talk, I, my opinion of it, you know what, if you watch AFL, you watch NRL, and I know they're physical contact sports, but they get up and push each other all the time. Soccer guys push each other all the time. Barry, I mean, got a little bit heated with Frost. My honest opinion is have some balls and do it yourself. Well, I, you know, I think that's what Will Brown maybe wanted to do to Frosty, uh, young Baz. But, you know, he's he's he's... he's He's come in line for a lot of criticism. 
Uh, and a lot of people saying, oh, you can't get physical. And I get that. No, you can't get physical. But he didn't really get physical. I, if, I, he'd have, if he'd have belted him. I, I reckon have, you know. I reckon the reason they do that is because you don't want to be down at, like, you know, Oakley at the karting thing and have, you know, a dad gun push another driver yeah, uh, but, or something like that. But uh, I mean, I don't have kids that are involved in Auskick or soccer or anything like that. But if two kids get up and they, you know, one gives a little bit of a push, does it? It doesn't set off the the world's uh, the, the the world's social platforms about oh Barry should be rubbed out and Barry should be this. All he did is just give him a little shove and say, "Mate, get out of my garage, will you? You've just probably torn up about a four hundred thousand dollar race car. Just it's heated. Just get out. Didn't get out, so he gave him a bit of a push. I don't think Barry needs to be smacked up. No one needs to be punching each other. Absolutely, can't ever. It can never come to physical violence. But I wouldn't have classed what Barry did as a little shove there. I wouldn't have classed that as physical violence. I could be wrong. I blame all this stuff on Stevie Johnson. He started this thing and people wow. are just doing it everywhere. Well, well, I reckon <laughs> that's what Stevie Johnson did to Courtney out the back of the Townsville truck well, when, uh, when Courtney backed into him. Well, we can check on that because uh, the great man joins us himself. Welcome uh, to your own show, Stephen. It's <laughs> <laughs> Stevie J from Sandown. <laughs> Oh, thanks, guys. Just remember, Did you give mate, Courtney a I shove? I backed Courtney. Oh, sorry, I you backed into Courtney. Courtney. Right. <laughs> okay. Righto. Yes, Righto. correct. So tell me, mate, is the, have you got the blue singlet on, the footy shorts, the thongs, the suntan on the right arm after driving down in can the truck for the last two I, days? Can I tell you what I was looking for, which I, I did not find, and if any of our listeners can help me find some, I'd be greatly appreciated, is those mm. old-school thongs. You know the ones that splay out at the bottom? They're on the, yeah. they're on the angle. They look like you've stood on your thongs and squashed them. And they've, yeah, I've been looking for those. Yeah, the but water I can't skis. Find any, so. I reckon if you the go to skis, Kmart, exactly. I reckon if you go to Kmart, there's one down there on Burwood Highway. I reckon you might be able to launch yourself into a pair of truckies thongs right down there, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and and, I, and I, I must admit, Mrs. Johnson did tell me, not my mum, my wife, uh, Mrs. Johnson did say, if you, because I was seriously going to go and buy a blue singlet and take a photo and send it to the driver's seat <laughs> and say, here we are. And she goes, if you do that, you will not be coming home. <laughs> you will be coming home to an empty house. We'll be gone. Blue singlet. Purple rugby shorts and the and the and the truckies thongs, uh, that would have yeah. been good. I'd yeah. like. I'd probably prefer to see that on jet rather than you. But uh, anyway, that's enough of that. Hey, how was the trip down, mate? You're at Sandown now. Have you, you've arrived obviously safely? Yep. Have you got the toys out of the back of the truck yet, or are you uh, saving for that yep. for tomorrow? No, no, that's uh, park ups tomorrow. So um, park up for the trucks and unloads tomorrow. But um, got down here. Um, had to actually deliver a car to Gary Rogers Motorsport, one of their new uh, Trans Am cars. So it yep, was, uh, yep. uh, and believe it or not, and I said this to the boys there at GRM, out of all my years of doing stuff, and, you know, as we have all spoken about the potential for me to have driven for GRM at the start of my career, that's the first time I've ever been to GRM, believe it or not. So it was, uh, it was quite, uh, quite, yeah, it was quite interesting. So it was great. So delivered a car there and, um, uh, and just made sure that I didn't stuff up my logbook so that I don't get fined on the way home. <laughs> hey, while you were at GRM, did you just check the uh, rear windows on Nathan Hearn and, and a couple of the boys' cars there, or were, were expe- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was actually funny while I was there. He did turn up. <laughs> he did turn up when I was there, yes. And uh, But his car was loaded in the truck, so I couldn't uh, I couldn't look at it to see if there were any modifications <laughs> made to the 
rear window <laughs> racketry support system. There you go. Hey, but um, I'll Stevie, have a look tomorrow when they unload it. I'm sure you will. I want to ask you a question because we we just touched on it with the um, with the the antics in Pukekohe uh, between Barry from Erebus and, and Mark Winterbottom. What were your thoughts on that? You've been around a very long time, and we've had someone, uh, we've had Dan just uh, uh, text in, says there was nothing in what happened between Barry and Winterbottom. He should have punched him for what he did. It was deliberate. I- I'm not sure I agree with you there, Dan, <laughs> but what, what's, your, what's your take on what we saw at Pukekohe over the weekend? I mean, obviously, you know, incident aside, I just think that, um, what Barry did to Mark was was nothing. Was like was you know. Uh, I, I think that um, you know we can all stand around and talk about how soft everyone's getting, and you know, I think it's just the way of the world, to be honest. But mm. it's there was nothing in that. I was like, did he get hurt? Was he upset? No, he was. He wanted to be there. He was trying to say his piece, whether he was apologising or not. I don't know. Barry and, and it was obviously the conversation was clearly going nowhere. Barry's trying to go, Mark, get out. You know, enough said here, um, and he wouldn't leave, which is his prerogative. You know, I yeah. don't think either of them did anything wrong. Um, I don't agree with the incident. I think Frosty was at fault. And that's my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I think he should have left more room, um, mm-hmm. especially through that part of the track where we've seen big accidents. Fabian Coulthard was upside down there. There's been some yep. big accidents there from exactly the same, uh, from exactly the same reasoning with uh, the car on the inside that gets, not gets passed, but gets overlapped on the inside at the hairpin, but then you're all of a sudden on the outside. So um, the problem with being nice there, and Mark knows this, that if he was to leave more racing room there, you can go through there two by two, but the problem for Mark is that Will would have been on the inside for the final corner and would have come out in front because you can't go through the last corner side by side. So um, he would have had that in the back of his mind too. I'm, you know, 100% sure. Having said that, you know, it is a fast corner. Um, It's not that wide. Mark was on the curb, whether he, you know, it upset him a little bit and he moved out further than he thought. But in that case, you can't just charge into a corner when you have got, you know, somebody alongside you. You can't pretend that they're not there. And I think he knew that. I think if you looked at his body language... You know, I think he went in to apologise. I don't think he went in to defend. I think he went in to apologise. No. Uh, uh, you could see it by his body language. He was rocking back on his heels a little bit. He, was, he wasn't He was in an aggressive stance. He wasn't fronting. He wasn't pointing. Oh, he's, he's dead to me, going, bro. <laughs> he was kind of going, hey, you know, guys, I'm sorry. I didn't, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it just looked as, and I think he was probably saying, you know, what did you want me to do? But it wasn't a, it wasn't a great look. Um, just quickly, because uh, we, we're going to jump onto a text in relation to you in a second, Stevie J. Your thoughts on Pookie Curry for the weekend, because we're going to cover it off in a little bit, but your memories of Pookie too, because I thought this weekend's racing was pretty sensational, uh, and it was yep. a great way to, to tip the hat to, to what is a great and one of the last all-out, balls-out circuits. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, that place always turns out such a good race. Um, it turns out such a good event. It's going to be sorely missed by myself uh, and a lot of people, but uh, you know, I think it was a sensational weight um, weekend of racing. You know, obviously uh, uh, the Shell team, the boys, they had a, they had a great Saturday and, and a not so good Sunday. SVG just absolutely turned it around on Sunday and and was an absolute machine, as we all know what he's like. So mm. it's um, 
it was, you know, I, I love the place. I'm going to miss it. And it was only tonight that I was talking to Jed about Fukukaui. And um, because obviously, as you pointed out before, that we're down at Sandown for this weekend. Um, we're so happy and I'm so excited that Jet gets to race at Sandown, you know, once, maybe more. We don't know how long it's going to be around for um, before it is gone because I think it's one of the best tracks as well. Um, and we were just commenting tonight that how disappointed he's, he's going to be or he is that he's not going to get to drive around Pukekohe. But, you know, the, the, the upside to it is that he's going to be able to do it on the simulator, which is great that they're going to scan that and, and have that online for, for all the iRacing folk around the world to, to enjoy. Yeah, that, that's going to be very cool. Um, Pete from Cranbourne has texted in. Good on you, Pete. Uh, can't wait to see TCM back this weekend, especially with Stevie J and the two awesome XB Falcon hardtops all making their comebacks. It's it's A, it's very good to have you back on circuit, Stevie J, but I was looking at the entry list for TCM. It's a bloody big entry list too. Like you, you've, got some, you've got a ripper amount of cars racing this weekend. Yeah, they pulled a lot of the cars out of the garages, which they've been trying to do now for quite a while. And it's so awesome to see such a good entry list, such a, a large entry list, and, and some of the iconic cars getting back out on circuit. You know, yes, I'm excited to be back. I, I can't wait to uh, to have a driver, Russell Hancock's um, 69 Mustang. It's a beautiful built car. Uh, I obviously sampled the seat in the car um, and it's in driving position when I was down here for the supercar event um, earlier on in that, that week. So that's really the only sit I've, done, I've had in that car. So when we get there tomorrow, I'll have another look and, and sit in it. But, yeah, very, very excited to get back out on track and, uh, and to see all the TCM um, guys and girls again. It's, uh, it's been too long. Mate, you're coming in for a bit. You're coming in for a bit here. Zach was, from Canberra I was about to has say. text in. Uh, how much did he pay Airtime Media and Crompo to make sure the footage of him pushing SVG off his bike last year didn't make it to last week's Inside Line episode? That was from Zach in Canberra. Good on you, Zach. Also, uh, uh, we, we've had one uh, from uh, where was it? Oh, you from <laughs> from three four two. I hope Stevie J was listening to Slim Dusty. Uh, on the road trip, was there a bit of Slim Dusty uh, going on in the truck on the way down? Actually, Jed and I were uh, chatting away, and and I can't even remember where we were. We might have been uh, somewhere three hours sort of south of the Gold Coast, or sort of outside of Coffs or something. And and I'm like, the radio stations here are terrible, Jed. What are we going to put on? And he goes, Oh, let's let's try to Spotify something. So he goes. You can do it, Dad. So anyway, but, you know, obviously before we we got going from the truck stop, we uh, and no, I didn't have a pie, Matthew. I had no bacon and eggs. And, no, you're uh, a truck driver now. You would have had a uh, you would have had a Chico roll, wouldn't you? Wouldn't it have been a Chico roll no, and a potato cake? Oh, a couple of potato that. cakes. Yeah. Chico rolls got salad in it. You don't need that stuff. Yeah, true. <laughs> Diet food. Um, <laughs> but um, but I said all right. So I typed in a couple of things and I thought. I'll type in best truck driving songs, right? So I typed that in, found this playlist, put it on, and started playing it, started playing all those Slim Dusty style songs, and Jed is like, Dad, what are you playing? Get that off, (laughs) that stereo system straight away. He was not impressed. And and speaking of food, mate, uh, Rob the Ranger from Camden sticks in and said, the quality of the show has improved again this week as part-time Stevie J is off eating $300 tomahawk steaks again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there Rob. There we go. See? Hey? 
You're getting unfortunately, un- un- unfortunately, just let Rob know that uh, uh, Gundagai didn't quite have a Travis. <laughs> <Seagull tomahawk. laughs> oh, there, was, there wasn't a tomahawk a dog in the tucker box? <laughs> no, there wasn't, unfortunately. So, That's anyway, very but, funny. That's very but, funny. We got down here, um, and uh, yeah, so it, it was. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be an interesting weekend. Hey, um, before we let you go, Stevie, quickly, how is uh, Young Jet feeling about this weekend? Are you looking forward to it? Yes, yeah, he's absolutely. He's so excited about it. But when you look at the long range forecast or the forecast, it doesn't look too great. So as I'm standing oh, outside now, <laughs> downtown. Uh, Standing long, um, yeah, it's, it is raining on my head as we speak. So the uh, oh, the silver's ooh. turning to dark grey. Um, <laughs> the longer I stand out here, but um, but either way, he's very very excited about it. And um, you know where, you know, I just think that um, you know the track walk tomorrow, uh, whether it's sunny or whether it's raining, doesn't matter. He's going to go on and, and learn a lot. He probably actually learn a lot more on the track walk. I mean, it's raining because it's such a hard track in the wet. Absolutely. With, uh, and we've spoke about it, just how, how slippery and tricky it is. So, mm. um, you know, it's, he's good in the wet. He loves the wet. He's loved the wet since, since racing go-kart. Um, you know, he qualified well in the wet at, at Queensland Raceway for the Trans Am event. So, um, you know, I think that here, you know, like any race, you just need to keep your nose clean. If he can keep his nose clean, stay on the track, he'll do well. Um, because there are a lot of people will be falling off the track here if the weather is as bad as what they say it's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one um, thing... Greg from Upper Coomera just wants to know, mate, did Jet stay awake past the BP at Benalla on the way down? Was he awake for most of it? Or like a typical well, teenager, did he sleep most of the way? Well, if, if you want to split it up into percentages, he probably spent 15 or 20% of the time down in the passenger seat and the other 80% of the time in the sleeper cab, either watching YouTube or sleeping. Of course he did. Of course. And there did. might have been a few trumpet noises happening behind me as well. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's classy stuff, Jet. Lovely. Very yeah. nice. Very nice. Well, I mate, I'll tell you. That, can you at least turn around the other way? So yeah. The other side? <laughs> Very, very funny. Not right next um, to my ear. Yes. I, I'm, I'm sure Nimsy is going to get out there this weekend and uh, be wearing he some is. merch or, or something. I've got me um, a cred. I'm all good to go. He's bringing a GoPro. I'm bringing, I'm bringing a GoPro. GoPro. Some footage for yeah. the driver's seat. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there you go. I oh, see. Now I feel like I'm. I'm I feel. I feel a bit left We've out. We've been chatting really? about it, Matthew. We've been chatting behind your back, Matthew. We've well, got it all yeah. <laughs> Mate, I've been in motorsport and media for a long time. I'm used to people <laughs> talking behind the back. I'm used to that. Um, hey, I haven't got a knife in, it in my hand, mate. It's all good. No, it's good. no, you would stab me right in the forehead. I get that. I do understand that. We are good mates, so I appreciate that, brother. I'll tell you what. Yeah, but isn't you... that what Mark Webber did from what you said? Mark Webber yeah, does yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. He stabbed, uh, he stabbed Danny right in the face. So, good for him. <laughs> well, look, while we're talking about stabbing and while Steve's in Dandenong, uh, we better let him get back to safety. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's fine. It's fine. What, we're what, all did know- you, what, what was the one you called? Was it Crime Burn? Crime Burn, yeah. Um, <laughs> is, there a name, is there a nickname for Dandy? Uh, there is, but I probably couldn't say it on air. Uh, right. Okay, good. Good to know. Good but, to know. Uh, hey... Um, uh, Stevie, thanks for jumping on board, mate. Uh, go rest up, and uh, I will no doubt see you uh, trackside. And I'll be back on deck next week, Matthew, in person. There, again. We, there we go. Was in that... the chair and on the air, Stevie <laughs> J. You beauty.
<laughs> Easy done, Stevie. Well, take care, mate, and uh, give our best wishes to Jet, and uh, I'll see you trackside. Absolutely, guys. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Stevie J there joining us on the driver's seat. And, uh, Maddie, we've got that many he's texts a, coming through. We've got a heap of texts, but doesn't he sound – he's got a bit of – he's up and about, old Stevie J. He's back in a race car for the first time in months. Got his boy there, drove the truck down. How good's the life of the Johnsons, Mate. to be quite frank? And I, you know what? I hope it rains this weekend because TCM cars and Trans Am cars in the wet with a little uh, dash of TCR in the wet <laughs> – Get on your stand subscriptions. If you haven't got it, get yourself a 14-day free trial because this will be mint this right. weekend, I reckon. Do you know what else is cool too? Like, as um, even Caruso alluded to it, like we don't know how long we've got with Sandown. And no. the no. Johnson name is pretty synonymous with that track. Like Steve's had success this and Dick uh, as well. So yeah. it's, it's a kind of a cool moment to get Jet spinning around there in a Trans Am. Yep. Agreed. Hey, Michael, no, Steve did not drive a Ford Louisville down. He drove a Mercedes Actros truck down there, which was uh, a pretty good thing. Uh, and lots of tech. So we'll come back and we'll get through a bunch of those, eh, Nimsy? Yeah, we certainly will. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter. Shaping and building Australia together. It's The Driver's Seat. As always, we do it thanks to our great mates at Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter. Shaping and building Australia together. And to stay up to date, you can rev up your smartphone with The Driver's Seat app. It's available in the App Store. And let's quickly get to a pookie wrap. But before we do that... Keep your text messages coming in. Thank you, Frank. Frank, I, we, we got a text message from Frank a little earlier about uh, his experience over the weekend. I'll, I'll try and dive into that message as Frank, and I'll read it out in my best Kiwi uh, <laughs> accent if I can. Uh, but uh, Dan, uh, Peter from Muntabay, hey, Pete, it's been a while, mate. You've, you, you are, you're a regular contributor to the show, but we haven't heard from you for a little while. Uh, Peter has written in, nothing is better than getting the Johnsons out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Thank you, Peter. Very nice. Very nice. Um, bring back the Biff. We need more NASCAR Biff and Barge in supercars. Remember the Scaife and Ingle accident at uh, Eastern Creek? Yeah. It makes us all talk about the sport from J-Dog in Brisbane. Hey, have we had J-Dog before? I don't think we have. Welcome aboard, J- J-Dog. J-Dog, spelt D-A-W-G. Dog. J-Dog. Um, g'day, Jay. Welcome. Thank you for your input. Oh, look, I don't disagree with you, mate. I... I I, I'm. Um, I think I've been pretty vocal about Formula One drivers, just just robots, and I want to see a little bit of the um, the bit of Greg Murphy fire up. I want to see Scaife. I want to see the Engel type fire up. I want to. I, I want to have those personalities back. I, obviously, they just can't get on the knuckle with each other. Um, Dan's text in. Love the racing at the weekend, Dan. I'm with you too, mate. It was sensational. Um, uh, text message one eight three. Michael Caruso, bloody legend. Should still be a full-time supercars driver. Jeff from, oh, it's Jeff from Hamilton Hill. G'day, Jeff. Uh, you're always up and about, Jeff. Love your work, mate. Thanks so much. And he's dead set right about Caruso as well. Look, I agree. And it was always the greatest onboard vision, don't you reckon? Because he's got the fastest <laughs> hands in motorsports. <laughs> That's right. Like, I think we said if he was going to go, if, if, if you're going to make a spaghetti bolognese around at your place, you want Caruso chopping the onions because he'll just get, get it done. There'll be no tears. It'll be straight in the pan. Bang, bang, bang. Simple as that. Uh, another one here too. Hot take. Will Power is the most underappreciated Australian athlete in the world right now. Probably has been for the last decade. Imagine if he achieved the same level of success he has enjoyed in IndyCar in F1. Would easily be on the same pedestal as Brabham and Jones, if not a level above. That's from Zach in Canberra. 
What a belter. What a belting text, Zach. And you are 100% correct. He's got more pole positions now than the great Mario Andretti. You don't need to be in motorsport to know who Mario Andretti is. And he's now more successful in uh, in putting pole positions together. He's still a little bit shy on the championship level. But uh, from a pole position uh, standpoint, he is absolutely the most successful. And you're right, underrated. He's been in America for a very long time. IndyCar obviously has a has a history of sort of coming into our news and going out of it. But um, what an absolute legendary effort on the weekend. We're going to cover off a little bit later on on uh, old Crazy Eyes Power. Good Queensland boy from the T-Bar uh, getting the championship this year because it was a real, what I call, mindset championship, Ninzi. He's had a completely different mindset for the last couple of years. As soon as he changed it, bang, Wooshka, he gets himself another championship. Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. But let's talk about Pukakoi because I think you said it best uh, on our social media um, because a lot of people, like, you just have to look at our socials on the Sunday to see how much, even on the Saturday too, when Will Davo won. But uh, Sunday was really everyone jumped on board and pretty much shared your opinion, Matty, that no matter what side of the fence you're on, whether you're Holden or Ford, whether you're Australian or New Zealand, hell, even if you're Red Bull or Monster Energy, you, you at least went, that's what we like to see. Look, absolutely. And I think... A whole bunch of stuff combined over the weekend, Nimsy, and I'm sure Steve would agree if he if he wasn't munching down on a, a spring roll somewhere. <laughs> um, um, the whole atmosphere of Pookie it being its last race, of course, they haven't had supercars there for a couple of years. Um, you, you've got a Kiwi absolutely dominating the sport at the moment in Shane Van Gisbergen. You had some real competition there from from uh, Heimgartner, another Kiwi, also from Cam, also from from Davison. Um, and the track lends itself to ripper racing. But, you know, we've seen over at some circuits, like Taylor Bend, we, we'd often see not very close racing there. But but Pookie always gives you sensational racing. And if you look at the way those boys put those last few laps together, particularly on Sunday between uh, Gizzy and Cam Waters, mm-hmm. I mean, take a bow because we just spoke to Stevie J about what it's like through those final turns coming onto the straight. It's knife edge stuff. The car wants to go towards the wall. It does not want you to do what you're trying to do to it. So for those two boys to be leaning on each other, for Shane to give that little bit of room, probably three laps, four laps before the end, uh, and just give Cam a little bit of a touch-up, and then a couple of laps later for him to just shoot down the inside and go, you know what, no, 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 I'm going to win this last race here. A Kiwi is going to win the last race here at Pukukoi. It was stellar motorsport. It was brilliant racing. Um, and I think the whole weekend uh, we will look back on that racing at Pukekohe from this weekend and go, what a sensational way to farewell that circuit. Because it, had it been had had Gizzy come out Nimsy and just belted absolutely everyone, and it wasn't close racing, you'd kind of go, oh, that's sad. We're not going to go back to Pukekohe. When you see racing like this weekend, you say it's a tragedy. We're not going back because the racing was mega. Um, there is uh, just a text that came in from Brad in Perth. Uh, hey, Legends, unfortunately, I'm not listening live tonight and actually missed the race on the weekend. Apparently, there's a rather bent car that might jeopardise a certain wild card. <laughs> this brings me to a question that I've been meaning to ask for weeks. Is it worth considering building another chassis this late in the season and giving it a run just so, just so it can be used in Super 2 next year? Or are there stricter rules around it? I understand this would require a huge amount of work. just seems people are getting a little desperate. Well, that's actually a very good question. It's a great point, Brad, and, and you're 100% spot on. It is absolutely worth, because remembering to race in Super 2, the car must have raced in, in the main game. Will they build 
another chassis? No, I don't think they will. They'll they'll go and um, uh, they'll maybe get a, an, an older chassis from somewhere and they'll build it into current spec. Yeah, like, like the hope of sort of like what Tickford's done Tickford's with, doing the, with the GRM yeah. mm-hmm. chassis. Um, I, I don't think they've got a choice. Brad, I think they've got to do it. They're going to have to get a car from somewhere because that car ain't going nowhere uh, for a little while. That thing was bent like a banana. And uh, there was they were talking some stupid number like 67 Gs of that thing going into the wall. Um, so that thing won't be going anywhere. And once they rip the skin off that, I think you'll find that the um, uh, there's quite a bit more broken on the internals rather than just what we see on the external. So, Brad, a great point. They'll need to get a car. And, yeah, get it out, run it at Bathurst, fire it into Super 2 next year. Although I get the feeling with Well, they the, could lease it. You know. They could lease it, but I get the feeling with um, uh, very few cars around for Super 2 next year. Um, I think it's an easy investment. Just get it done, get it built, um, and then run it, and then into next year. Absolutely. And as it crosses over to 9 p.m., we can see that the nutters have started to jump on board um, the, oh, the temper yes. text. David. <laughs> Welcome to the Wankfest. <laughs> what have we done there, David? All about uh, Queen Lizzie. Hmm. Probably won't read that out there, Dave. No, but we thanks won't. for your input. Good, good to have you on board, though, Dave. Uh, we got, yeah, yeah. But uh, we um, got a text early uh, about what is the station to listen to us and all of the SEN programs uh, in Mildura, and it's Sunraysia eighty nine point one FM. I like to think that it's Rick Kelly that's texted in. Could be Rick. Let's just say it is. Rick texted in and said, boys, how can I listen to SEN and the driver's seat? Well, he heard... 89.1 FM, Sunraysia. He he heard Robbo was on, so he's like, well, I've got to see what my mate's up to. Absolutely. (laughs) That's exactly what he did. (laughs) Hey, look, we've got to get through our power rankings. We will do that next here on the driver's seat. But uh, we will do a bit of a deep dive into what's going to happen with the wild card because there's some mixed messages. And it's one of those ones where... Barry Ryan saying one thing and Peter Adderton saying another. And, uh, you know, who do you believe? Gee, that's unusual. Oh, that's Peter right. Adderton saying something different to everybody Matthew, else. Matthew, pick up your jaw off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> you should see the look of shock on my face, folks. <laughs> uh, we'll take a quick pause for the calls. Back with more of the driver's seat right after this. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is the driver's seat, Australia's number one motorsport show on the wireless. Hey, Nimsy. Yeah. That uh, thirsty camel ad yeah. before, um, the, th- the camel itself... Sounds suspiciously like a Moto GP bike on the front straight at Phillip Island. <laughs> Go back and have a listen, folks. Make sure you have when the thirst, next thirsty camel ad comes on, have a listen and just picture Valentino Rossi on a Moto GP bike just uh, down the front straight. As always, uh, drink <laughs> responsibly. Don't want to end up on that show, folks. You hey, do not. Um, uh, we wrapped up Pukakoi, so let's hand out mm. our power rankings. This is the driver's seat power rankings. No big surprises. Uh, the current leaderboard after the Sandown Super Sprint is SVG clear on top with 33 votes. Will Davison in P2 on 20. Cameron Waters third on 11 votes. Almost mirrors the championship uh, when we think of it, funny, mm. funnily enough. Uh, then mm. in P4, it's Davey Reynolds, wants, uh, Chas Most in P5. Five votes uh, to James Courtney, Gary Jacobson. Nice, Gary! <laughs> <laughs> 
seamless. <laughs> oh, that was quality radio right there, folks. Boy, oh boy. Hey? Excellent boy, start. Oh <laughs> Thank you, Gary. Mate, next radio awards, if you're not nominated, there's a conspiracy somewhere. Oh. Listen to that roar for Gary Lyle. Thank you, Gary. And uh, big congratulations to Waitley on all of his uh, yes. awards last night. Didn't he get some gongs? My, oh, my. He uh, he doesn't have a, a mantelpiece to put all those mm. awards on. He's got on. some dust collectors for that little gig, let me tell you. You're not wrong. I was Because I was listening to it online this morning while I was working at my desk listening oh, to yes. SEN online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Up here in Queensland. Via the good. app. Yeah. Buy the all-new app, hmm. SEN, that's been around for a couple of years. Or SENQ, uh, if you're in yep. Brisbane, uh, yeah, on 693AM. Yeah. Um, but let's get to, let's get straight to our power rankings here. Do you want to go 3, 2, 1? I'll super sub in for Steve. Okay. All right. Do you want me to do mine or you want to do yours? Uh, let's go with yours. Okay. Let's go with mine because you're probably still trying to work out who's who in the zoo and what. <laughs> so I'm going, to, <laughs> I'm going to give one point. I'm going to go one, two, three. I'm going to give one point. To Will Davo. Mm -hmm. Will Davo was really good over the weekend, got stuffed around by a few little things, obviously, uh, a pit stop and other bits and pieces. So, um, But I just thought he's, show he's just showing such good pace. You know, won a race and, and uh, quality and all that kind of stuff. He's just showing some really good pace for, for an old bloke. Good on you, Wilbur. Doing well. Um, I'm going to give two to SVG. Two? Which I know – well, I'm going to give two to SVG. Right. Because, okay. because uh, sensational racing, as I said – um, uh, but you know, I mean, I'm giving him, look, I'm going to give him two because basically he's already hit the showers on this thing. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's already done. Right. Um, I am going to give three points to Andre hairdryer. Nice. Andre hairdryer on Sunday picked up a third. He picked up, uh, uh, his two races. He was on the, um, he was on the podium. Um, and I just think of that team, uh, he picked up a second. He picked up a third. I just think for that team, for Brad Jones Racing, he is driving outstandingly well. He was very emotional. He did it in his hometown with all the pressure. Um, I just think he just drove brilliantly well over the weekend. So he gets my three. And does that does that put Heim Google on the board? No, no, no he's no. already done. So that's going to put him up to five, equal with JC, Nice Gary, and Brock Feeney. Yeah. Um, I went... Slightly similar. I gave one vote to Cameron Waters. Three podiums, yep. pole yep. position. Yep. Uh, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Yeah, that gave him one point. Mm -hmm. um, yep, for two votes, Andre uh, Heimgartner, because it, yep. imagine it could have, let's just say Cam and SVG took each, took each other out. Yeah. Andre was in the box seat to... Darling, he put himself in a ripper crumb position. And He was crumbing the ball. And imagine that, car number eight winning the final race. Uh, I don't know how he would have gone in the points to get the JR trophy, but uh, mm. either way, it would have been phenomenal to get like car number eight winning the final race standing. And, and they did a cool little setup in front uh, yeah. to fair all the fans. It was just an awesome atmosphere. And three points, SVG, mainly because he had an absolute shocker on Saturday. It was almost yeah. like, it was almost like SVG had an imposter in the car. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was, yeah. It was someone else in there. But, um, yeah, did a stellar effort there to to win from P8 as well. And I know yeah. that – I know Will, Will Davo uh, had an absolute shocker of a pit stop, mm. which would have changed everything. But ifs, buts, and maybes, you can only mm. do what happens on a racetrack. That's, yeah. Those are those one percenters that normally the Shell V Power Racing team don't make. But, yeah, I'll go three, three to SVG, two to Andre, and one to Cam.
Good. All right. Well, I think SVG is going to take the footy franks, the Bataki ham and the Cadbury's <laughs> roses chocolates or Valentine's chocolates. But anyway, we'll see that. Hey, uh, Bradley from Sydney has texted in because we were just talking about SVG there, Nimsy. Good evening, gents. I can't help but think SVG simply bullies pretty much every other driver in the field, some more than others, and at times only just legally. Nah, I don't know about that, but mm. uh, I, I agree with the first bit. Um Firmly believe that the only way he can be stopped at the moment is for other drivers at a minimum to stick it to him in the grass uh, or better yet in the fence. Mm, Probably, possibly. Don't think that's going to happen though. I don't think he fears anyone or any consequences as none are coming his way. Having him in the fence will be the only way to put a little bit of doubt back into his racing. Jesus. uh, That there could be consequences. Probably not the best take, but a circuit breaker is needed to stop him winning everything. Brad... And he wrote, love the show. Brad, love that you love the show. Can't disagree with you more on that last bit. He'll go into the fence. If someone feeds him into the fence, they'll get pinged. He won't care, so it won't stop him. He does not care what anybody else thinks. He just doesn't. Um, uh, He's almost like a robot, isn't he? He is a bit like a robot. (laughs) Absolutely. Get in, drive fast, beat everybody. That's his mantra. Um, so I don't if think doubt, anyone's going to have repeat. <laughs> absolutely. No one's going to put him in the fence because the reality is the other drivers all respect him too much. They do not want to win by putting SVG in the fence. They want to win. Uh, they would love to win like the last couple of laps at Pukekohe in the last race where it's nose to tail, it's tooth and nail stuff and it's centimeters and the man with the biggest balls wins. And and SVG, he had the biggest set going through those last corners on Sunday to win the race, and bottom you, line. And you only have to look at, um, you know, like when Cam Waters had that battle with him in Townsville. Like yep, how good was absolutely. that? Was... Cam's trying. Cam's trying. He just doesn't have the buggy underneath him to be able to do it at the moment. And everybody wants SVG, but no one wants him in the fence. I can tell you as a race driver, mate, you do not want to win by putting somebody in the fence. You want to beat them by setting them up three corners before, by looking after your tyres, by driving a better strategic race. That's how you want to beat SVG. But like all sports, there is often a dominant factor and a dominant time frame. We saw it with Lewis Hamilton in Formula One. We're seeing it with SVG. You saw it with Scotty. Um, we saw it with Scotty. Saw it with we Jada. saw it. We see it in rally. Um, we, you know, so it's just at the nature of our sport. But I don't, Bradley. I don't want to see him in the fence, mate. I just want to see him get beaten fair and square by a better car and a better driver mm. on the day. Um, we'll get to some more of your texts in just a moment. We'll take a quick pause for the cause, clear some commitments, and be back with more of the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. 0433981116 is the temper text line if you'd like to get in touch. Uh, look, everyone getting we're Dave. more than more than happy for you to get in touch, but I tell you what, David. David. David, David uh, mate, um, from me to you as a mate, screw the lid back on the bottle, turn the phone off and go to bed. I understand what you're trying to say about her majesty. Exactly. I understand what you're trying to say about Her Majesty. You don't need to text me in 27 scenarios over 27 text messages. Just go and have a nine eyes, David. Yep. And, you know, huh? if, you, if you feel the same way, come back yep. next week and we'll, yeah, we'll discuss absolutely. it then. <laughs> absolutely. But, uh, you know, you're putting, 
You're putting images in my mind that I don't really want. So, Dave, time to go nine eyes, my friend. But thank you for listening. Have a look. Have a look at uh, some of these uh, texts that are coming through because we have to get to some texts. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is the number on the text line. Yep. And uh, let, do you want to start off with the? Uh... Yeah, Craigie. Craig from Reservoir. G'day, Craigie. First time in because you normally wake up with us. Uh, and listen on a Sunday morning. So good on you that you've stayed up and, and had a listen to us live. Craig, really appreciate it. This is a bit of a, uh, what do you say, usually wake up with you guys on a Sunday morning, uh, and this is the first time I've caught you live. Love the show. Keep up the great work, especially my fellow wrestling fan. You are a wrestling fan, <laughs> aren't you, right. boy? That's right. Didn't, I saw you get squashed by a wrestler on the weekend, did I not? That's true. Uh, Adam Brooks. Yeah, wow. Adam Brooks. Adam Brooks and Mitch when, Waterman. When Adam Brooks is at home. Okay. He, he decided to, you know, take matters into his own hands In, and involve the Malteser. And put his hands on a respected broadcaster. Wow. Well, <laughs> broadcaster. I don't know about respected. Yeah, res- Although, Broad- even listening- broadcasters being <laughs> generous. <laughs> That's fairly low. Although, mate, I've got to tell you, listening to SEN on the, uh, on the app, as I have been in the last couple of days while I've been in the office, you are on every second ad. They, SEN, are getting their dime value out of you from voiceovers, my friend. You are, you are Eddie everywhere at the moment. <laughs> I can just, you're Ed, when I used to do voiceovers and send individual invoices, I'd be a rich man based on what you're doing at the moment. But anyway. Uh, I don't know if you've, uh, you've, you've had any words <laughs> with management here, but um, basically the best way I can sort of describe it is... There's no cash here. Here, there's no cash. All right? Cash, no. Robbo? No cash. Yeah. And um, don't you love it when our audience responds to our messages? <laughs> David has texted in and said, thank, thank you, guys. guys. Okay. Good, good, good on you. Good, good on you, Dave. Sleep well, my friend. Get a good night's sleep. I'm, I'm tipping you might need it there, brother. Um, um, thank you, Craig and Reservoir for, uh, for yeah, joining. Craig, legend. Really appreciate that. Zach from Canberra. I reckon James Golding is unlucky to miss out in the power rankings this week. Ben, uh, he's been incredible since jumping into the subway. Subway. Commodore. <laughs> and smashing Chris Pither. Our friend Crispy uh, and his Coke money. Yeah. Look, you're probably right. (laughs) Coca Cola money, we're just putting it Yes, yeah, sorry. Coca uh, uh, Cola, not O'Kane. Look, you're probably right. Zach, he he had a great round and he's, geez, he's driving well enough to be in that chair for next year, I think. And I think if if you look at all of the media at the moment, obviously we think Slade is going to go to Premier to replace. Chris, and even Chris is now coming out saying he still wants to be in the main game next year and he's got good money through Coca-Cola. So that second seat, I think, is almost a fait accompli. I think, uh, I think that um, I, I think Bieber's going to be in it for next year and, and he, is doing a, he is doing a very good job. Extremely good that, job. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So appreciate that, Zach. Um, Hayden from Gloss Vegas. Seriously dislike watching SVG flog the field like a dead horse. But that dude is a machine behind any car he races. Mate, Hayden, you've, you've, you've hit the nail on the head there, my friend. I see him as an incredibly good driver that isn't driving for the team I want to see win. No doubt people thought the same about Scotty when he was doing the same thing, but he did it with a smile on his face. SVG doesn't seem to uh, need to smile. He's just a machine. Look, Hayden, I'll give you, I'll give you this. That that you're you're 100 right in what you say. Um, not everyone wants to see SVG win. Not everyone wants to see Collingwood win or the Geelong win or you know Hamilton win or whatever it is. There's always going to be an opposition team. But what you've got to understand with SVG is he is painfully shy, 
when he gets into the media, and if you look at the the, the he just wants the to show drive. Fox, That's all he wants. He just wants to drive a race car. Realizes he has to do some media, but will only do the bare minimum that what he needs to do. I mean, if you watch the coverage on the weekend, there was a there was a, a color piece that had SVG, Chris Pether, and Heimgartner, the three Kiwis, walking down the main straight of Pukekohe, reminiscing about their childhood memories of that track. I think SVG said two words. He is painfully shy, but extraordinarily talented. And so in our sport where uh, uh, where personality is a big part of following, you know, think Peter Brock, think Dick Johnson, we all love their personalities. SVG just doesn't have it publicly. You get him private, a lot of fun. A lot of fun, but not externally. He's just... It, it, it hurts him. He doesn't get it. He just can't do it. So, anyway, that's what we've got to give to SVG. But we, he is unbelievable in a car. As we've said, the man is a machine. He's just in car, drive is car, go fast. That, is that the Terminator it is. I hear in the background? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nipsey, that's so good. He's got the, you need that. Da, 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 da. That's what you need. He is a, he is a robot um, and can drive anything, as is evidenced by his result in rally cars. There it is. Shh. Ready? Alert. There's SVG in your review. <laughs> he doesn't fly anymore. <laughs> SVG doesn't fly anymore. He just comes down from the clouds in a lightning bolt and lands at the back of pits. That's mm. what he's like. Simple as that. That's, um, that's what he's like. Look, we'll get to more of your text, but uh, we do want to <laughs> give so we do want to give Will Power his time in the sun too, because yes. tremendous effort from uh, the boy from Toowoomba. We'll touch on that next, right here on the driver's seat. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over forty years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Oh, it's right that state of the night where my fingers have gone all. Um, Chunky, and I've gone and accidentally hit the wrong button. Sorry about that, Matthew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just had a heart attack because everything just went quiet in my ears. I apologise, Matthew. My apologies. Well, well I'll tell you what. Uh, there is nothing. So in Radio Land, the worst thing you can have is a thing called dead air where mm. there's just no one's paying for anything and no one's talking and people start dialing onto other stations. Well, we just had a little bit of dead air and my heart just leapt out of its chest. Just to give you an idea of what happened on my end, it was a bit of this. Oh, shit. <laughs> Did I say shit? Sorry. Uh, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, let's, let's quickly get let's to... Let's not do that again. Let's get to mm. some texts uh, just quickly. G'day, boys. Yeah. Uh, just wondering if you saw Kevin Harvick's... Harvick's? Is that how you say mm-hmm. it? Yep. Harvick. Uh, Kevin Harvick's Twitter feed after Scott's Penske extension. Do you reckon Marco, Marco Zambra, Marcos Ambro... Marcus? I'm having a Is real... what you're trying to say. Yeah. Marcus Ambro... just take over? Yeah, you can do that one. <laughs> uh, uh, do you reckon Marcus, as in Marcus Ambrose, would have double-digit wins if he was still in NASCAR? And do you see Scotty making one-off cup car or cup races next year. Um, so there's a couple of questions in that's from Brad at Quakers Hill. Good on you, Bradley. I'll read uh, um, what, what Kevin Yeah, uh, Kevin Harvick, who is a, a NASCAR driver. Yep. He went and said, if Marcus Ambrose had better cars, he'd still be racing cup and have won double digit races by now. Wow. I mean, that's a huge rap, right? So, um, and very, very possibly he could have done that. I mean, I've worked very closely with Marcus over the last couple of years in Trans Am and, and seen him work up close and heard the conversations you have absolutely no idea how that brain works of his. It is absolutely sensational. So, yeah, very, very could, uh, very well could have um, stayed. The problem is he just didn't want to. He was done. Marcus is done. 
Um, it, it took a few years off, did some stuff down in Tassie. Now he's dabbling around in, in the ARG stuff, but um, he was done. So what about, about what about part two of that question uh, that um, with Scotty in a yep Scotty in a NASCAR? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think you're going to see Scotty um, with a roof over his head for a little while. Here's the reason. Um, he was slated, of course, to drive um, this year with DJR. It was expected that he was going to come back. The realities of driving a touring car as opposed to an indie car, the style is massively different. Um, you have to drive them in very, very different ways. It was decided very early on that Scott wouldn't be coming back because Roger Penske didn't want him to be exposed back to those uh, the old those habits, habits yeah. of driving a touring car because it so- took so long for him to get out of that when he, of course, went into touring into uh, IndyCar. So, no, I don't think we're going to see that, especially Nimsy that he's committed now. Like Roger last week, uh, they all came out um, and and he's uh, he's committed to that team for a little while. Um, so Barry the Bozo. He's re-signed. Have... Yeah, good on you, Barry. <laughs> so he has re-signed with Penske for the foreseeable future. In three years, maybe we'll see him in a cup car. Maybe we'll see him next year, but I don't think so. Uh, we'll be so. seeing him in Adelaide, though, as part of the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. He's coming down to Adelaide uh, to the Radelaide for the final round, and he's going to uh, throw the cans on, get behind the mic. And do some commentary work, which would be brilliant to see him back here. Uh, That'll be awesome. We are skipping ahead a little bit here, but since Mark in Adelaide asks so nicely, uh, mm. hello, how many cars do you expect will start at Bathurst? That's from Mark Marky Mark in the Adelaide Funky Bunch. Um, <laughs> I reckon you are going to see 27. I'll see, I think you'll see the normal 24 and the three wild cards, which of course will be uh, Craig Lowndes. Uh, in one, it'll be the uh, boost car with Murphy and uh, Matt Charter. Uh, I think we'll see Matt Charter in his Charter boat? Sleep. What Charter boat? <laughs> the Charter boat. That's a very Maybe silly. That's what, that's a very can we call silly. that? Can we just call that for here on a Matt's car? Matt's entry now will the be charter the Charter boat. boat. How did the Charter boat do? Uh, and, of course, we know uh, Anderson will not be there. Angry? He is angry, Anderson. I he actually saw um, that uh, Matt Charter actually gave it a test today. Um, his old man posted up on Facebook. Oh, there you go. That, uh, there you that go. They had it in the, the old man Armand Charter, uh, which was which was actually quite amusing too, because everyone's like, mm-hmm. uh, "How much to put a sticker on it?" <laughs> and he's just like, "DM me." <laughs> hey, Nimsy, can we just get to something a little controversial? Mm-hmm. Dan has texted in. Oh yes. Don't mean to sound harsh. But does Brody Kostecki need the cars to be made of Nerf to make sure he has no damage? I think he's overrated to the max. Ooh. Couldn't drive a hot knife through butter. Sorry. Jesus. That was a that was a granddad joke. That's still <laughs> hey, a good one. Dan, 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 Dan. I think you're being a little harsh. I think Kostecki is a young man with unbridled talents. I think he's only going to get better and better and better, remembering that you can only drive the machine that you've got. And I don't think either of the boost cars are up to scratch at the moment, much to their own frustration. But Brody has two speeds, asleep and 150 mile an hour. And when you are like that, you are prone to making some mistakes. In driver land, I'll tell you this tell you this from inside the the, the, the race driver world, mm-hmm. it is much easier to slow a driver down than it is to try and speed one up. And Brody probably just needs to you just need to calm down. He just needs to calm down just a little bit, um, and he will be 
a regular winner if the car is is up to it. You don't need to speed Brody up. Brody's a weapon. He we may see in NASCAR next year. I think we will. I think we'll see some. Yeah, there was stuff. there was some uh, talk that he might uh, do yeah. a couple of cup cars, which he's done before. Yeah. Is that correct? He did late model stuff. He did late model stuff, not Infinity. He did uh, uh, late model stuff, which is not unlike a Trans Am car here. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, I, I think, with the boost connection. I think we're going to see him in possibly do some uh, NASCAR road stuff next year. I know he was over there pressing the flesh last year, um, doing the old, so, doing, yeah. doing everything just to get himself yeah. a nice seat there. Yeah, but but Dan, I hear what you're saying, brother. But I, I think he's stupidly talented. I just think he needs to slow down to be able to get the results. He's still just a little bit trophy of the trees for mine. Uh, here's a bit a nice one from Zach in Canberra. If Scott came back, I think it'd be more like when Rossi and Hinchliffe came out rather than the McLaugh- than the Scott McLaughlin of old. Uh, the reality, I could be wrong, but that's my gut feel. The reality is he's an IndyCar driver now, not a supercars driver. I think, Zach, he'd probably be a little better than, of course, Hinchcliffe and Rossi, who are regular uh, American-Canadian IndyCar drivers that came out and did a wild card with WAU around Bathurst. I think he'd be more competitive to those guys because he's got more time in that in, in tin-top car racing. Um, but I think you're right. He's an IndyCar driver now. Long gone are the days of Scotty being a supercars driver, three-time champion, Bathurst champion. That's done. That's that's on the shelf. Now he's focused and looking forward to IndyCar, and I don't think we'll see him back with a roof over his head for at least the next couple of years, I don't think. And to be quite frank, I don't want to see him back here. I want to see him fighting for the IndyCar championship next year because I think he can win it. It's very been there, done that for Scotty, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. What's yep, the yep. Like thing? for all of us, you don't go backwards, right? If you achieve something, what is D- and you've got uh, greater is, goals, you move forward. What does DJ say about looking back? The only thing you'll get is a sore neck. Exactly. From looking backwards. Exactly. But um, hey, look, we've, the great man. we will take a quick break and clear some more commitments because we still haven't got to uh, talk about Will Power's achievements, which we will do yeah. in just a moment. Stick by here on the driver's Dave seat. And Dave, mate, go to bed. Come on. No more text messages, David. Go to bed. Dave is very much... Don't cut me off, mate. Oh. Yep. I know, Dave. You've had a good crack, mate. We've read every one of your text messages. Some have made us want to vomit, but uh, we've read them. We're not going to read them on air because mm. that's too controversial. Uh... But I, I do, I do, I just think it's time to turn the phone off, Dave. Join us in the morning. You need to calm down. <laughs> Join us in the morning with Wispy and Gary. Indeed. Let's do that. Uh, we'll take a quick pause for the cause. Uh, or Patton Heels, if you're listening in Queensland, or Vossie or and Brandy, Hills. if yeah. you're in uh, Sydney. Yeah. Or um, who have I missed? Whoever your, whoever your local breakfast team is. Adam Cooney. Tune in tomorrow morning. And Andrew Hayes in South Australia. And you know who you won't Tim Gossage hear? and Scott Cummings. Yes, Do you in know WA. Who you won't ever hear on a drive show, on a morning show on SEN? Who's that? McKeldon and Johnson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's it's a 6 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. I used to remember 6 a.m. It was the time I used to come home. It's not a time that I wake up anymore. Uh, we'll take a quick pause for the cause. Back with more right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Driver's Seat Show is the best way to get in touch with us. Or you can text in 0433981116. But uh, like I said, our social media, round the clock, that's the mm. best way to get in touch with us. But, uh, and I try and answer everything. It got I a bit hard over the answer. weekend, though. It did get a little difficult, <laughs> I, but I, I do try and message everyone and answer everyone back mm-hmm. on the socials uh, when they come in. Uh, yeah. Shall we get to Brad here in Quakers Hill? Yeah, hey Bradley, you are you are shaping up as uh, MVP for the night. You've, you've sent in some sensational 
questions, brother, and I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, do you reckon IndyCar will ever come back to the Gold Coast? Oh, Hang on. Read, so, the, read the last bit. Like back in oh, the day. Like back in the day. Sorry, mate. Like back in the day. Uh, hey, Bradley. Um, <laughs> uh, I, 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 so my my head says no. I don't think it will come back. It's just so expensive, and and uh, the Queensland government underwrote a lot of it. And given that we're you know flooded usually half the time up here, they've got funds going elsewhere. Um, my my heart says I wish because the Gold Coast Indie event. If you've never been there, and if you have been there, I'd love to see your reactions to it let me know what you thought of it because for me it was schoolies for adults it was the most debaucherous fun uh you could have at a race meeting all the rules of of what was acceptable and what was not acceptable behavior all, all went out the window and as a young fella i just had the time of my life aren't you glad at, there were no uh, camera at, phones maddie oh mate let me tell you there were things i, I commentated indycar uh for uh, cfm on track TV there one year. And there was things going on in that commentary box behind the cameras that would have normally got people arrested. So it was sensational. I got taken up in a Black Hawk helicopter and, and uh, uh, from SeaWorld and we, we went up and down the beach a couple of times and there were people with signs out there. The, the guys in the chopper had signs to the, to the local ladies that were in the apartment buildings asking them to show them their, um, their wares. It was just, it was a great time. Great track, great fun. But no, mate, I don't think it's coming back. <laughs> um, while we are talking IndyCar, though, um, on the subject of IndyCar, let's get to Will Power winning the IndyCar title. He's a two-time mm. champion now. He finished third in the season finale to secure the crown at Laguna Seca. And uh, it was a battle between... Seca. Seca. You Seca. say potato. Well, it's, not Seca, it's not Seca Mega Drive. It's Seca. <laughs> Um, but as you sort of, as we sort of alluded to a little bit earlier, um, it was a, a different willpower to the one that won the title in 2014, isn't it? Yeah. So Will's been with Penske for ages, 14 years or whatever it is he's been racing in America, um, and he, he's a very intense dude. Uh, we call him Crazy Eyes here because he, you just look in his eyes and it just, it just looks a little unsettling what's going on behind the uh, the old peepers there with Will. But this year, at the start of the year, he said in his post-celebrations that his wife had said to him, if you just remain calm, you're going to win it this year. So Will has not had a fabulous year in the way of wins or, or uh, any of that sort of stuff. One race he's, win, but nine podiums. Yeah. Nine podiums, that's right. So he's made his life quite hard to get to this championship, but he was bloody consistent. And in the races, he had a great car and a great team behind him, but he made really good decisions in the race car. Happy to settle for a fourth or a fifth. Um, so played the long game, the real consistent game. And, you know, with two and a half rounds or three rounds to go, whatever it was, was sitting in the box seat with also his teammates in Scott McLaughlin uh, and... Um, Joseph Newgarden. Uh, uh, Joshua Newgarden. So, yeah, uh, Newgarden. When they knew that he wasn't going to win, they were, they 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 weren't going to win. They sort of played tail gunner for him a little bit. So mm -hmm. it worked out absolutely perfectly. And it's such a mental game, this car racing thing. And I, I don't mean that by silly game. I mean mental is in the head. Mm. Um, if you can take a view to a championship of being able to consistently finish, try and finish every single race, you will, to coin a phrase, buy a ticket to the last dance. You know, um, to the big dance, you will be there. And um, he's did that, and he's now a two-time champion, as I mentioned earlier. Um, can't see him leaving Penske for a couple of years to come when he's driving like that. Um, good on him.
yep. massively cele- should be massively celebrated because he is right up there with Brabham. He's probably more successful than Weber. Definitely more successful than Dan Ricardo at this stage. Yeah. You know, and an sensational. Indy 500 winner as well. And also a shout, out to, yep. a shout out to Scott McLaughlin, who ended up finishing fourth overall. And he's just his second IndyCar series season. Yep. But uh, not a bad effort there. But we'll take a quick pause for the course and wrap it all up because we want to talk the calendar. And we have to do it very quickly. So we'll do that next on the driver's seat. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It's a driver's seat, and we're just about to wrap things up, and we were meaning to get to this uh, at the start Mm. of the show, but there's just been a lot going on. Uh, The Supercars 2023 calendar looks like it is taking shape, but Mm -hmm. it is aiming for a 12-round calendar, as some messages from M have Mm. mentioned. Um, So a couple... Couple of couple of circuits that are at risk, I reckon, Nimsy in the firing line, I reckon, is Tassie. Mm-hmm. I reckon Perth will stay because it's much easier for Tassie folk to jump across to, to go to a Grand Prix or go to a Winton or something like that. Very much harder for Perth. Um, and I think Perth will stay. And there's even a possibility we're going to have two rounds next year in New Zealand. There you go. Hampton Downs, possibly a Ruapuna, which is a great circuit, super high speed, uh, or Highlands. All three circuits owned by... Tony Quinn. On the topic of TQ, Mm. uh, Mm. now we're going to have Newcastle opening the season next year, but Mm -hmm. uh, Queensland Raceway's name has been thrown in the hat. Yeah, he's put a bunch of, he's he's just put so much money into it. Looking good. It's a different different place now. It's a really good place to go, both for competitors and spectators. So that would be good to go there. Um, But I think, yeah, Tassie, I don't know. Should we go there? Great circuit, but I just I don't know if we're gonna we're gonna make it to Tassie next year. We'll have to wait and see. It'd be a pity if we didn't because it's huge history, but we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Um, Nimsy, just very quickly before we go, um, will we see a driver's seat show at Bathurst this year? The live one? Mm, probably not. In fact, no. We are trying to put something else together for Gold Coast. Um, Fingers crossed. Uh, the Shahins may throw some money. At uh, the bend to get IndyCar, but we'll have to wait and see. Lots of things. But, hey, Nimsy, my co-driver wasn't in the studio tonight. You did an amazing job. And to our text messages, including Dave, thank you so much for your participation. Makes my job a whole lot easier. Oh, so it has been really appreciate Phenomenal. Been phenomenal. And if Great you're going to be at folks. Sandown, make sure you come and say good day. Yes. I'll be the guy hounding Michael Crusoe in a Norton Hornets T-shirt. Yeah, he'll be the Malteser with a yellow hat on. <laughs> I'll be watching. Good luck, everyone. We have got the full box and dice in the studio next week. We'll catch you then on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building Australia. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.